Hey folks, hope you are doing great. So today we are out with another investment strategy, the dividend investing strategy that investor uses to invest in the stock market. Before starting our today's topic, if you haven't subscribed to our channel, then make sure you do the same as we try our best to deliver the financial content to you. So, without any further ado, let's get started. Before explaining you about dividend investing strategy, I would like to explain what are dividends and why do these companies declare dividend and the key ratios that are needed to evaluate company while doing the research. I know many of you already know about what are dividends and why do the companies declare dividend, but here I am trying to explain to those who are not from commerce background and are new in investing. Dividends are payments made by publicly listed companies as a reward to investors for investing their money in the company. A dividend is the distribution of corporate profits to eligible shareholders. Let's understand dividends with the help of example. Suppose you own a company called ABC Limited, listed in the stock exchange and your company is grown company, and this year you have earned good sum of profits. Now you thought what to do with this profits? You have 3 options. First option says, you will reinvest that profit in your company. Second option says, you will give reward to your shareholder for investing in your company. So, you will distribute entire profit among your shareholders. And third option you choose to partially retain and reinvest some sort of profit back to company and to distribute some sort of profit to existing shareholders as a form of reward. So these were the three option you had. Now it completely depends upon your company as if it is a grown company then it will choose between the second and third option. But if it is growing company then it will be choosing the first option. I hope it's clear that which company distributes the dividend. Dividends must be approved by the shareholders through their voting rights. Although cash dividends are the most common, dividends can also be issued as shares of stock or other property. Along with companies, various mutual funds and exchange traded funds (ETFs) also pay dividends. The board of directors can choose to issue dividends over various time frames and with different payout rates. Dividends can be paid at a scheduled frequency, such as monthly, quarterly, or annually. Thus to sum up dividends, a dividend is a distribution of cash or stock to a class of shareholders in a company. Typically, dividends are drawn from a company's retained earnings. However, issuing dividends with negative retained income is still possible, but less common. Dividends carry important dates, which determine whether or not shareholders will receive dividend payout. First, the ex-dividend date is the last date that eligibility to receive the dividend expires. Most often, it occurs one business day before the record date. Second, the record date is when the board of directors determines which shareholders will receive dividends along with relevant financial information related to the dividend payout. So if you want to get dividends it is always advisable to invest before the ex-dividend date. Now, we will see why companies declare or pay dividends. Companies pay dividends for a variety of reasons. These reasons can have different implications and interpretations for investors. Dividends can be expected by the shareholders as a reward for their trust in a company. The company management may aim to honor this sentiment by delivering a robust track record of dividend payments. Dividend payments reflect positively on a company and help maintain investors' trust. Dividends are also preferred by shareholders because they are treated as tax-free income for shareholders in many countries. Conversely, capital gains realized through the sale of a share whose price has increased are considered taxable income. Traders who look for short-term gains may also prefer getting dividend payments that offer instant tax-free gains. A high-value dividend declaration can indicate that the company is doing well and has generated good profits. But it can also indicate that the company does not have suitable projects to generate better returns in the future. Therefore, it is utilizing its cash to pay shareholders instead of reinvesting it into growth. If a company has a long history of dividend payments, 
a reduction of the dividend amount, or its elimination may signal to investors that the company is in trouble. The announcement of a 50% decrease in dividends from General Electric Company, GE, one of the biggest American industrial companies, was accompanied by a decline of more than 6% in GE stock price on November 13, 2017. A reduction in dividend amount or a decision against making any dividend payment may not necessarily translate into bad news about a company. It may be possible that the company's management has better plans for investing the money, given its financials and operations. For example, a company's management may choose to invest in a high-return project that has the potential to magnify returns for shareholders in the long run, as compared to the petty gains they will realize through dividend payments. There are some key dividend ratios you need to understand before moving ahead. Dividend stock ratios are an indicator of a company's ability to pay dividends to its shareholders in the future. The four most popular ratios are the dividend payout ratio, dividend coverage ratio, free cash flow to equity, and net debt to EBITDA. A low dividend payout ratio is considered preferable to a high dividend ratio because the latter may indicate that a company could struggle to maintain dividend payouts over the long term. Investors should use a combination of ratios to evaluate dividend stocks. Each ratio provides valuable insights as to a stock's ability to meet dividend payouts. However, investors who seek to evaluate dividend stocks should not use just one ratio because there could be other factors that indicate the company may cut its dividend. Investors should use a combination of ratios, such as those outlined above, to better evaluate dividend stocks. The dividend payout ratio may be calculated as annual dividends per share, DPS, divided by earnings per share, EPS, or total dividends divided by net income. The dividend payout ratio indicates the portion of a company's annual earnings per share that the organization is paying in the form of cash dividends per share. Cash dividends per share may also be interpreted as the percentage of net income that is being paid out in the form of cash dividends. Generally, a company that pays out less than 50% of its earnings in the form of dividends is considered stable, and the company has the potential to raise its earnings over the long term. However, a company that pays out greater than 50% may not raise its dividends as much as a company with a lower dividend payout ratio. Additionally, companies with high dividend payout ratios may have trouble maintaining their dividends over the long term. When evaluating a company's dividend payout ratio, investors should only compare a company's dividend payout ratio with its industry average or similar companies. The dividend coverage ratio is calculated by dividing a company's annual EPS by its annual DPS or dividing its net income less required dividend payments to preferred shareholders by its dividends applicable to common stockholders. The dividend coverage ratio indicates the number of times a company could pay dividends to its common shareholders using its net income over a specified fiscal period. Generally, a higher dividend coverage ratio is more favorable. While the dividend coverage ratio and the dividend payout ratio are reliable measures to evaluate dividend stocks, investors should also evaluate the free cash flow to equity FCFE, the, FCFE, the free cash flow to equity ratio measures the amount of cash that could be paid out to shareholders after all expenses and debts have been paid. The FCFE is calculated by subtracting net capital expenditures, debt repayment, and change in net working capital from net income and adding net debt. Investors typically want to see that a company's dividend payments are paid in full by FCFE. The net debt to EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes and depreciation, ratio is calculated by dividing a company's total liability less cash and cash equivalents by its EBITDA. The net debt to EBITDA ratio measures a company's leverage and its ability to meet its debt. Generally, a company with a lower ratio, when measured against its industry average or similar companies, 
is more attractive. If a dividend-paying company has a high net debt-to-EBITDA ratio that has been increasing over multiple periods, the ratio indicates that the company may cut its dividend in the future. I hope till now it's clear about what are dividends and why do companies declare it. Now let's come back to our dividend investing strategy. As the name suggests, dividend investment strategy means investing in those companies which are fundamentally good and constantly paying dividend. And when we get those dividends, we need to reinvest those dividends back into our investment so that we can take benefit of compounding. The real question one has to ask is whether dividend-paying stocks make a good overall investment. Dividends are derived from a company's profits, so it is fair to assume that in most cases, dividends are generally a sign of financial health. From an investment strategy perspective, buying established companies with a history of good dividends adds stability to a portfolio. Your $10,000 investment in ABC Limited, if held for 1 year, will be worth $11,000, assuming the stock price after 1 year is unchanged. Moreover, if ABC Limited is trading at $90 share a year after you purchased for $100 a share, Your total investment after receiving dividends is still break even, $9,000 stock value plus $1,000 in dividends. This is the appeal of buying stocks with dividends it helps cushion declines in the actual stock prices, but also presents an opportunity for stock price appreciation coupled with a steady stream of income from dividends. This is why many investing legends such as Warren Buffet and Benjamin Graham advocate buying stocks that pay dividends as a critical part of the total investment return of an asset. The risk involved with this strategy is that dividends are not guaranteed and are subject to macroeconomic as well as company specific risks. Another potential downside to investing in dividend paying stocks is that companies that pay dividends are not usually high growth leaders. There are some exceptions, but high growth companies usually do not pay sizable amounts of dividends to its shareholders even if they have significantly outperformed the vast majority of stocks over time. Growth companies tend to spend more dollars on research and development, capital expansion, retaining talented employees and or mergers and acquisitions for these companies all earnings are considered retained earnings and are reinvested back into the company instead of issuing a dividend to shareholders it is equally important to be aware of companies with extraordinarily high yields as we have learned if a company's stock price continues to decline its yield goes up many rookie investors get teased into purchasing a stock just on the basis of a potentially juicy dividend There is no specific rule of thumb in relation to how much is too much in terms of a dividend payout. So friends this was all from our side. Hope you have enjoyed today's content. If you did make sure you like and follow us as we try our best to deliver the financial content to you. Let's meet on next session till then. Happy learning, happy investing. This is Finance with Batra. Financially departing you.